Hey everyone, this is Cullen, just with a quick note that starting around the 46 minute mark, uh, I say everything that happens in the movie Asaka 1 and 2, so if you haven't seen it and you are interested, uh, just don't listen from that point to the end. Um, only thing that's after it is plugs and you aren't missing much, uh, but with that, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Can I Kick It March Festival Preview Blowout Bash. My name is Jesse Weber, and I'm joined by... Andy Gerbuga, who forgot we were framing it this way. <laughs> Number one South by Southwest stand, Colin Ashley. Is that your first comeback, number one stand? Were you that last year? Have I done year? that before? I like you might have done no, it last I don't year. Think, I mean, if I did it ironically last year, then I guess I'm I two for two. Think I, I don't think you were doing the bit last year. Hey, you know what? That's a fair point. Uh, Emilio Diaz, Donkey Shan. <laughs> I, yeah, I should have done Berlin, I guess. <laughs> Um, no, we're not fans of the Berlin Film Festival. Sure, yeah. We're not allowed to cover them, but uh, <laughs> we'll do our best. So yeah, we've got two film festivals happening in March. We've got the Berlin Film Festival from March 1st to 6th, which is open only to press and industry. There will be some sort of supposed in-person festival that's called like the summer spectacular or something in june sure it's featuring the same i think movies, it's the summer right? i think it's maybe the summer special yes it will be the, it'll be these same movies right uh summer slam yeah mm-hmm. good for uh, them yeah yeah, yeah. Salud. Europe uh, able to hold in-person events sometimes apparently uh, speaking as someone who we'll lives here see. they are not they should not be <laughs> <laughs> speaking as someone who can't get a haircut right now maybe don't hold an in-person event <laughs> you dumbasses we're going all in on Berlin today folks yeah I mean look that's like just a clown move <laughs> yep Yep, yep, yep. And also, South by Southwest, which Yeehaw. is going to be fully online, so we applaud them for that. And yeah. uh, they're showing some. Was movies. that just a mimed lasso, Cullen? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's uh, for us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, they are. They they announced their lineup as well. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's a, right. it's a, it is a collection of films. <laughs> yes, you can't deny. <laughs> so, several of these movies are feature length. Um, them are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we're gonna start with South by Southwest. They've got oh. uh, what three headliners? 
Yes, which yep. are all music docs, I think. Yes. Yep. Yes. There's the opening night film, which is a Demi Lovato film. Right. There's the uh, closing night film, which is a Charlie XCX film. You know. And then there's the centerpiece film, which is a Tom Petty film. Uh, I have mild interest in one of those. I'll bet you could all guess which. Yeah, I feel like uh, not the same one that I have mild interest in. <laughs> Probably not. I I I have no interest in any of these. Yeah, I, like I the mean, Demi I yeah. one, or no? What am I saying? The Charlie XCX one is interesting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you slip there. I guess this like makes sense as like. South by Southwest is also a big music festival, right. and like that's yeah. not something they're able to do at all. I think probably so. I mean, I haven't looked at like uh, what else I they're doing. They, Are they no, doing like some live concerts or whatever? The lineup. Yeah, I think so. But uh, I mean, I, I get yeah. I it, it makes sense to me as like a South by Southwest branding thing that they're like the big three main movies would be uh, music yes. movies. Uh, they, movies. Yeah, there's a music lineup which they have begun to announce uh and a comedy part of the uh, the festival which they have not really announced yet and then there's the conference those are the main elements sure, sure. Um, they premiered the bc boys doc there yeah last year yeah so they you know right they premiere music docs good for them i'm yeah. not really a music docs guy so m- more power to you if you want right watch. yeah are any of these directors of note? I'm not really. Um, I've never heard of any of them. Great. Uh, my guess would be these are music video directors. Yeah, that seems reasonable. But wouldn't be able to say. Oh. Um. Oh, uh, the Tom. Uh, wait, director. Yeah, the Tom Petty uh, movie is from the uh, director of, uh, well, she the, the director of uh, Andy's favorite film, Jimmy Carter, Rock and Roll President, but she also directed uh, the DVD of uh, Fish's It Festival, which is not a show that I've heard. Okay. Uh, yeah, I saw. A, I don't even know if it's the It Festival or the IT Festival. Wow, fake fish fan. Um, yeah. Uh, I. It's it. I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I saw the Jimmy Carter doc, uh, which was fine. Um, way more about just regular Jimmy Carter stuff than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't fully rock and roll president for your liking. I mean, yeah, like they talked about his relationship with musicians, but then it was like. Here's, like, Iran-Contra, like, a rundown. <laughs> it was like, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, sure. Tell me Iran-Contra wasn't a rock and roll yeah. <laughs> event. <laughs> right. So, um, anything in the yeah. narrative feature competition of interest to anyone? No. Not yeah. really. That seems about right. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a, an Andrea Riseborough. Yeah movie because how could there not be uh yeah i don't know yeah i mean it is really like yeah directing star not even really anything with like super notable actors i feel like um which uh yeah not surprising yeah oh there's potato dreams of america which i guess i just have to mention because i have uh 
the logline has certainly caught my eye. Uh, a true story about a gay boy growing up in the collapsing USSR, his courageous mail-order bride mother, and their adventurous escape to Seattle in the 90s. Right, um, and of course, uh, I believe Richard Lawson discovered and reported on Twitter that there are like 10 different actors in that movie who are credited as Potato's Lover. Sure. Interesting. Um, yeah, uh, that one, I mean, Leah Delari is in it, and Dan Laurie, like a couple of names I recognize, but... Uh, um yeah i mean seems yeah like there's i feel like there's a lot of stuff that is often pitched at that like twee level at south yeah. by mm-hmm. uh it's, which... it's like maybe not like a good thing to say like because people often will be like this is a very sundancy movie or like this is a very you know x movie but south by i think is the one where it's like i mean it's a south by movie sure I don't. It's like, but it's like at least with Sundance, I think there is like a like, like a quality neutral like things that you can identify as like recurring tropes. Sure. Whereas, whereas South by it's just like a bit of a grab bag. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about South by. There's usually several things that are interesting, and often some of those are from pretty unknown creators so like there will probably it's entirely possible that like a few things pop up and they're like oh this is actually really good but like even as compared to Sundance where like I looked at the lineup and was like "Ah, there's some stuff here but it's not that exciting and then I think Sundance surprised most people I would say even if this is surprisingly good it could surprise what i mean is it could surprise people without being that good uh, right it yeah. has yes it's starting from a lo- even lower place probably than yes right um yeah yeah and i mean you know times is hard like i, I i'm not blaming any like programming boards or anything yeah for, like absolutely no. um yeah. but yeah i mean it's Christ, just you know I'm looking at some of these documentaries uh, does anyone want to talk about any of these documentaries of the documentary competition? <sighs> yeah, there. I mean, yeah. The, a lot of them look pretty rough. Uh, let's see. Narrative Spotlight. Narrative Spotlight, I feel like, is often where there's, like, a few things where it's like, oh, they got that director. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and... and this year it's Dante Bosco, Rufio I mean, himself, yeah. folks. <laughs> Love to see him. Uh huh. Right there's uh, the Natalie Morales Prince movie, himself. which is also playing Berlin. Which one? Na- the Natalie uh, Morales? The Natalie Morales movie. Really? Yeah, it's in uh, Berlin. It's in like the out of competition. Okay. Uh, which she wrote with Mark Duplass. Which take yes. from that what you will. Uh, a yeah. Spanish teacher and her student develop an unexpected friendship. You know, that's that's very little for us to go off of, other than yeah. who, who right. is involved. And then probably the other most high-profile thing, just based off of the cast and the narrative spotlight, is uh, Swan Song, in which an aging hairdresser played by Udo Kier escapes <laughs> his nursing home and embarks on an odyssey across his small town to style a dead woman's hair for her funeral, rediscovering his sparkle along the way. That old tale. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Another one. 
tale as old uh-huh. as time. Song is old as rhyme. Yep. Uh, that one, Jennifer Coolidge is in it. Michael Yuri. Um, yeah. I, there's a fun still of Udo Kier standing, hitchhiking on the side of the road with a cardboard sign that says free beauty tips in, like, like uh, squiggly handwriting. Uh, and he's got a fanny pack on, and he's wearing, like, sweats. So, I mean, you know, that could be a, a fun lark of a movie. Maybe. A fun lark. Yeah, there's, then we've got the documentary spotlight section... They have a uh, where they have a uh, documentary about uh, like an alien stage play, but not the famous alien stage play, yes. a different uh-huh. one. Right, not yeah. the high school one. It's, it's like, just a it's London one. France? London, okay. Yeah, uh, sure. There's a documentary about uh, women who do stand-up that's got a lot of high-profile names and says it'll be on FX sometime this year. Um, so it's a movie about WeWork. What could be more exciting? Uh, the Midnight Section. Boy. And we got a... There's some oh, there's a Larry Fessenden movie in the no, he didn't uh, he's in it anyway. Larry Fessenden and Barbara Crampton. Uh, yeah, there's a movie Joe Swanberg is in. Joe Swanberg and uh, Melora Walters. Sure. Isn't Jeremy Gardner the Plan B guy, or am I conflating two different people? I. Perhaps. I think I'm conflating two different people. That movie's called Off Season, by the way. We should probably save the titles when we say these things. Right. Um, uh, there's an animated movie that has Richard E. Grant. Yes, Lucy I am Mola. indeed conflating the two different uh, members of Plan B, Jeremy Kleiner and Dee Dee Gardner. Great. Um, yes, that animated movie... Uh, has some good people in it. Seems ambitious. You know, we've talked a little bit about right. different, different like adult animation. Whatever we talked about, um, yeah, Crypto Zoo. Larry Fessenden's in that one too. We we talk about on the I I, the, I did an episode that I'll plug at the end of Eight Day Buttes, and we talk about how. Uh, if there's some random genre movie that was made for $20, Larry Fessenden is probably in it, and that is borne out in this section. Sure. Uh, there's some stuff for... Did you see the Zoe Lister-Jones movie at Sundance? Yes, I did. Yeah, Zoe Lister-Jones and Daryl Wine, her husband... Um, which I saw, it was like, yeah, which was like charming-ish. Like, it has a lot of bits in it. I don't know if it adds up to much, but I think it's probably, it's like, I think I I talked about it a little bit on our Sundance wrap-up. It's like, has some good scenes, has some good performances, um, and is like a way of doing, like, I'm I'm glad it's a, like a a thing where the marketing hook is like, we made it post-lockdown or whatever, where it's like not about, Mm -hmm. uh, 
it's it's not too tethered to our actual reality i would say sure um we've got also in that festival favorite section we've got uh violation which was one of the midnight madness movies at uh, tiff and then was also in the midnight section at uh, sundance and then, of course, we have a movie that was highly recommended on our Sundance recap, uh, R. Pound J. Right, R. Right. J., the, yeah, the Romeo and Juliet uh, um, screen capture movie, mm-hmm. uh, which Jack loved and I also liked a lot. Uh, my Belle, My Beauty also won something at Sundance, I believe. Mm, um, sure. And that is also playing in this section. Um yeah, like a, a handful of things where if you missed them at Sundance, the, they're here. Yeah. Um, seems to be the main yeah. takeaway from this section. Yeah. There's another section of music films, the 24 Beats, which is usually they have uh, got a restoration of a movie that Les Blank co-directed. Uh, yeah. Um, what else? Are we done talking right, about Right, I mean, yeah, they have, like, a section of stuff that, like, was supposed to premiere last oh, right. year. right, they have that, yes. Uh, that didn't, um, so there's a couple things that sound familiar in there to me, like, I remember he- thinking about Violet sounding interesting. Um, right. the Chad, the, uh... Is that a movie or is it a TV? It's, it's a, a TV, TV show, Tennessee right? Pilot. pilot, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, that if you don't remember last year, South by was like one of the earliest bells of like this thing is getting canceled, yeah. Uh, and so therefore, they didn't have a lot of like online deals and stuff in place, and there was a lot of uncertainty about like how long lockdown would be and all that sort of thing, right? So uh, they ended up showing, like, four or five movies that which we watched uh, through an Amazon deal that were just available for everyone, but most of their lineup didn't really play in any way. So I guess that's what sort of what this is. It's just an opportunity to be like, hey, like, we're not, we don't have a clear idea of, like, what the world looks like right now, so, like, you are, th- so they're more comfortable doing digital stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh there's uh the there's the premiere of the third season of the girlfriend experience. Oh interesting. Right. There's uh there's a witch movie with Elizabeth Mitchell, uh that's directed by like a VFX editor person who's worked on some high profile stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh and this is her second feature as a director. Um. Oh, it's the uh, the new um, Kristen Milioti show that I think is going to be on HBO Max that Billy Magnuson is in is premiering. Made for Love, it's called. Um, okay. Which I think looks promising. A good cast. Yeah. There's a thing that Max Winkler directed. He's not a good director. <laughs> He's done some okay sitcom stuff that I've seen. Sure. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is like, yeah, this is what it is. 
And it, what are they doing it? You just have to get a pass this year. I think, I think that might be the case. So, like, you can't... Unfortunately, it's hard to be like, well, there's a couple of things that look interesting, so I'll just check those out. Um, and and then not I mean, do... they are getting a pass from me. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Very good. <laughs> Folks. And with that... <laughs> this kind of incisive commentary <laughs> that you can only get on the Spring Festival preview blowout. Fast, <laughs> I think, also is in there. It's the, it's the March Festival March Festival, excuse me. Bash. Who knows what will happen in April? <laughs> Who knows what this episode will actually be called? <laughs> um. Yes. Emilio exited the screen, by the way, and came back after that uh, After that line. Um, There's a, a short film called... Uh, Marvin's never had coffee before, which uh, the still, I believe that's Charles Rogers of uh, Search Party, the co-creator. We need to move on. Yeah, it's time to talk about Perlin. I mean, we're just reaching at, for the at this point. Right. I don't know. Head he up looks burn. funny in the still. <laughs> I mean, sure. Jesse. Jesse. Right. <laughs> Listen to oh, what you're saying. Uh, we can't. There's also a... <laughs> what is this? Okay, <laughs> we have to there's move another, on. <laughs> there's another short with Denis Levant called The Nipple Whisperer. Great. Cool. Good, for, hope, the, good for Denis Levant. I hope someone in our audience checks it out. Uh, Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. Peace in the Deutsch. Berlin yeah, they've got some interesting stuff. I'm yeah. Still, okay, I'll stop scrolling through these shorts. There's some interesting people in the stills. Uh, so yeah, Berlin announced their festival like basically over a week, uh, culminating in a press conference where they announced the Berlin All Special and the competition. Uh, I would say it's like pretty impressive considering uh that it's not clear that it's a real festival uh what the lineup is yeah and then there's also yeah because it's like there's talk of like um directors who are just like it's at the festival but we're not going to do anything virtually right yeah that's the other thing where it's like there seemed there's lots of language in like the press application where they're like any movie can decide that they don't actually want to participate in the online uh section of the festival which is like okay you don't want critics to see your movie why are you play what are you doing uh but yeah like uh uh, we've heard from uh, a friend that, uh, like, Jim Cummings sent out an email saying that they're excited to have his movie premiering in Encounters, but they're not going to do the online portion of the festival. Uh, he also says in that email that they are premiering at a quote-unquote equally uh, prestigious American festival, which uh, there's just... I, Okay, has I left, guess I'll left. trust him yes. until we find out what festival has left it Jesse is. entirely flummoxed for like the I last mean, couple like, of weeks of like, which could it be? I get, the only way that he could not be hugely exaggerating is if it's Telluride, and I don't think Telluride has a lineup locked in this early. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 
Like, it's Telluride or New York Film Festival, and New York Film Festival is not premiering a Jim Cummings movie, I don't think. <laughs> also probably doesn't have a lineup locked in. I think he might mean Tribeca, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, let's start with the competition. Uh, we're just gonna go down, uh... We've got a new movie from Xavier Beauvoir, the French filmmaker. Xavier Beauvoir. Wow. Uh, Is there nothing on movie... these movies beyond the titles and the directors on this website? There's okay. not. I know things Great. about many of the directors. Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Xavier uh, Beauvoir has won the Grand Prix before at Cannes. Yes, he had uh, of Gods and Men. Uh, I think he. I think in 2011. 2010. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, was I've heard that movie's quite good. Uh, there's a new Radu Jude movie. Who he is like a I, I've not seen any of his movies, but he's like a pretty exciting Romanian film filmmaker who often is not in the uh, main competition of like major European festivals. So it's kind of cool to see him show up in one. Uh, his last movie was. Uh, called, in quotes, I do not care if we go down in history as barbarians. Yes. Uh, this new movie is called uh, Bad Luck Banging or Looney Porn. I don't think I said that the Xavier Beauvoir is called Drift Away. Uh, yeah, those could both be good. Uh, maybe my most excited, most anticipated uh, film and competition is the a uh, new film from Ryusuke Hamaguchi, director of Happy Hour, and then Asako 1 and 2, which we're going to talk about a little bit at the back end of the episode. Uh, this new movie is called Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy, and is a uh, triptych. It, it's, th there's a trailer out, which looks pretty good. Uh, it's, it, it is billed as just being three shorts that are all about coincidences. Uh, which sounds kind of like a Hamaguchi thing. Uh, yeah, he he is... It's interesting because he, pre-COVID, had a movie that was supposed to go into production called Our Apprenticeship, I think, or maybe just Our Apprentice. And then, like, a month ago, it was announced that uh, he has a a Haruki Murakami uh, adaptation that he's doing that is not also not this movie and that I think there was I, I there was no I think the American reporting the translation was a little unclear whether it is premiering this summer or shooting this summer I think it initially was translated as premiering this summer and then people were like we can't find any evidence that this movie has shot so that doesn't sound right uh but yeah so he seems pretty active uh we've got uh let's see if i can remember the difference between these two directors uh maria spath and maria schrader are both german directors who i think are like i think these movies uh um uh, what are they called? Uh, Mr. Bachman and his class and I'm your man. I think these are both like pretty among the more anticipated uh, German films uh, 
uh maria schrader's an actress as well i think uh but has directed before uh what is her other oh yeah she directed that stefan zweig movie oh and she directed uh uh unorthodox okay oh then that's the netflix show are excited about her yeah 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 uh yeah so that makes sense and then maria Beth. Oh, yeah, right. And the Dan Stevens is in the Maria Schrader movie, uh, as well as Sandra Huller. So that, that sounds interesting. And then Maria Speth also has directed something of interest before, I think. Uh, yeah, she directed, like, a movie called uh, The Days Between, like, 20 years ago that's supposed to be good. Uh that's her last movie. Movie called Daughters, it seems. It's her last film. Yes, in twenty fourteen. Uh, which was a documentary. But I don't think this new one's a documentary. No. Maybe it is. I think you you have the the new one is a documentary. I don't think oh, okay. I don't think Daughters yes, is a documentary. That's right. Okay. Uh, maybe I was mistranslating, uh, I saw the German word documentarian and thought, oh, that must mean it's a documentary. Uh, uh who knows? Uh, we've got a new Hong Sang Soo Hell movie. yeah, we do. We don't really know much about it. What do you need to know? know that, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's gonna Hong be Sang the same as all the other Hong Sang Soo Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! Kim Not yes, necessarily in a bad way. It's gonna Kim be Kim and he is in it though it doesn't appear that she's the lead uh yeah she the man doesn't stop uh, can't daniel Bruhl's directorial debut yeah which he's in that's like another like oh that's one of the more anticipated german movies sure. makes sense it's premiering at berlin big spring for daniel Bruhl. uh yeah. What else um, is he up to? He's going to be in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, there's a new film from uh, Alonso Ruiz Placios, the Mexican director. His last movie a few years ago, Museo, starring uh, Gael Garcia Bernal, was supposed to be pretty good. And then his movie before that, um, Gueros, I think it's supposed to be even better. This new movie is called A Cop Movie, which it says, uh, it looks like it's a documentary fiction hybrid. Uh, that should be interesting. And then what else have we got? Oh, yeah, and then we've got the Celine Sciamma, uh, which is, it sounds like a slightly smaller scale movie for her. It came together pretty quickly. It shot in like it started shooting in like November, and I think the directors at uh, Ven uh, at Berlin said that like even before she started shooting, she came to them and was like, "Hey, can I premiere my movie at your festival?" And I'm sure they were like, "Yeah, that sounds great. We'll take a Zelinsky on the movie." Sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like she wanted to get this out quick. Uh, yeah, that's. And competition, uh, that that's like most of the titles that yep. uh, had a director have, I had heard of. Uh, it, it's a little bit smaller yeah. this year than usual. Have they announced a jury? 
or slash like what the timeline on the jury is like is it the earlier i believe or? the jury is viewing things online in march so the jury is there's no president and it's also smaller than usual yeah. and it's made up entirely of golden bear winners so it's like ildico and yeti and nadav lapid and some other people yeah like uh, yeah a lot of the i think it might just be like five of the six most recent golden bear winners and the one who's not included is jafar panahi who you can imagine why he might not be included uh and then yeah other sections there's the berlin all special section as we mentioned the uh the natalie morales movie is playing there uh french exit is playing there the Mauritanian is playing there, Excuse which yes. I think is a movie. You, Golden uh, Globe nominee. The Mauritanian. Thank you. Not a real movie. Not a real movie. Not a real awards body. Uh, not a real director. <laughs> yeah. Kevin McDonald, the fake man. <laughs> yeah. Not a real then, word. Uh, <laughs> 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 that I, well, uh, Emilio is one hundred percent right. <laughs> Okay. We're coming for you, Mauritanian. We're gonna put you in your place. Yeah. I mean, we're not By we're, never talking about it again. Yeah, we're not. I mean, uh, we're not coming for anything because it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, the other big uh, thing is that uh, Pietro Marcello has directed a new documentary called "For Lucio." Uh, I'm not sure that we know anything about it, except that uh, presumably it is for Lucio. You think he means sure. the Overwatch character? Uh, <laughs> it appears to be uh, <coughs> pop singer Lucio Dalla. I'd be, I yeah, I'd be interested in that. Because I, I guess he, he was like a documentary guy before Martin Eden, right? And he like, did a lot of like documentary and like hybrid stuff. It sounds like this might have some hybrid stuff, too. Because, I mean, Martin Eden also has mixes, like the stuff that's right, like... Yeah. yeah. And it sounds like this might just be leaning a lot more towards documentary. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, the encounters section, which is uh, perhaps not as high profile as it was last year. Last year they had premieres of the new Christy Puyu movie and the new Matthias Pinheiro movie. Uh uh, I would say the most high-profile kind of uh, um, international auteur is uh, Ramon Zorker, who had uh, The Strange Little Cat several years ago, I think premiered in a sidebar at Berlin. And uh, this is co-directed with uh, Sylvan Zorker, who I don't know what the relation is, uh, called The Girl and the Spider. Um... What else do we have? Uh, there's the aforementioned Jim Cummings movie co-directed with uh, PJ McCabe. Right. Uh, I'm hearing solid buzz on this movie called Bloodsuckers by uh, Julian Rattlemeyer, which is a, a German film. There's a Dennis Cote movie who's a, a Quebecois director who, like, has a movie out every year or two and sometimes it's good yeah um fern silva is uh i think this is 
Yeah, this is, I believe, his feature debut. He's like a American experimental filmmaker. Great title on that movie, Rock Bottom Riser. I like that a lot. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think that is all the movies in that section that we feel the need to mention. Yes. Um, what's in, let's see, there's Panorama, which has, I feel like, like, uh, no one I've ever heard of. I thought there was someone I'd heard of in Panorama, but there's not. Uh, yeah. Forum has, uh, uh, The Inheritance, the Ephraim Asili movie that several of us have seen that premiered at TIFF and then was at New York Film Festival. Right. And is pretty good. Yeah. I think Grasshopper's putting that out in the United States in March. Uh, there's a new film from the Thai filmmaker, uh, Anocha Suicha Kornpong, uh, who, I, if I'm not remembering wrong, has co-directed films with Ben... Either Ben Russell or Ben Rivers. I'm never gonna know which is which. Uh, but this is a solo feature uh, called "Come Here." Um, yeah. Is there like one other thing? I want to say there's like oh, there's a new thing that uh, Kevin Jerome Everson did. We talked about one of his shorts that was at the new york film festival uh last fall he he's very well respected there's a new uh region free uh blu-ray with a lot of his work that uh i own and have been wanting to dig into and maybe we'll talk about him more sometime later this year uh they're showing crypto zoo which we talked about Beans. I think that's it. Beans. There's a retro. What? They're, oh, showing, they're beans. showing beans. That's right. There's a retrospective this section. Uh, <laughs> There's some good stuff in retrospective I saw. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Leo McCary. Uh, His Girl Friday they got in there. Yeah. Uh, none of the. They have the series section again. Not, you would think that because TV has nothing to do with theaters that it would be more likely to have high profile stuff premiere online but that doesn't seem to be the case Uh, I've never heard of any of these uh, people that have made shows Uh, let's see it's a sin. Is a they had decent TV premieres last year, right? Because they had like yeah, they had oh, uh, it's a it's a sin. Is a, a Russell T Davies show, right? So yes, which is coming out. It's on. It's gonna be on HBO Max in America like next week, I think, or something like that. Like it's coming out very soon. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It looks like uh, Neil Patrick Harris and Stephen Fry are in it, but not like the leads or anything. Uh, sure. Yeah. Last year they had the Jason Siegel AMC show. Yes. Right. And, and they had the, the Eddie and Chazelle. Yeah. Right. Everyone remember the Eddie? The Eddie. Of course. Cullen yeah. Cullen bets we, it's good, I yeah. believe. I bet. Yeah, I bet the Eddie is good. 
I mean, you've seen it, and we all talked about it, and it was our most successful episode of last year. Right, of course. Uh, the Eddie episode. <laughs> yeah, that's Berlin. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna go on. Um, I guess. Yeah. It'll be, and so <coughs> and so you said like they'll, the the jury will announce like at the end of the. Of the like the digital screening window <laughs> yeah. for critics and all that. I believe that's and, correct. Do we want to predict uh, you know what? I think the you know what I think is happening. I think the jury is going to see the movies at like private theatrical screenings during the March window. Is what's happening. Well, well, well. Or yeah. maybe they're bringing them to Berlin, which sounds like a bad idea. I, I don't remember what they're doing, but I think they're going to see them in theaters, is what has been said. Do we want to do Golden Bear predictions? Uh, sure. Let's see. I'm going to predict... Uh... Oh, I didn't mention uh, Dominic Graff is also a director who, like, has a... Also in competition, like, has a movie out, like, every five or so years. Another, like, fairly high-profile German director. I would say the German selection in general is, like, seems pretty strong. It's not like they're just like, uh, I guess we gotta pull in some German movies because we're Berlin. Uh, what do I think is gonna win the bear? Let's say Drift Away, the Beauvoir. That's fun. I'm going introduction, Hong Sang Su. They gave him director last year. <laughs> I think it's. I think they're gonna give him the top dog this year. All right, we'll see. Uh, I would say he's maybe a few years away, uh, given that the pattern with uh, Carlo Chatrian seems to be that they, I believe, his first year at Locarno, Hong won director, much as he did last year in Chatron's first year in Berlin, and then I took it, I think it took like five or six years for him to win the Golden Leopard for right now, wrong then. So we'll see if he can uh, do it faster this time. Yeah. Andy, Andy, uh, Andy uh, can go last because he won last I guess time. so, yeah. Sure. Emilio? Hmm. A lot of interesting picks. I'm going to say yeah. I'm your man, the Maria Schrader movie is going to win. That's a good, yeah. that's a fun one. I think that's a solid pick. All right. Uh, I will go with um, uh, Mr. Bachman in his class. Sure. Wow, no one going with Siyama. I know, I feel like the Siyama is the easy money there, but maybe I'm, yeah, I I'm think, an idiot. I, I, I guess we're all, uh, we're all trying to take a Do they really do, uh, like, like, like... I mean, you... last year it was that anonymous thing that you picked, Andy. So right, exactly. Like, I and feel the year like... before that was synonyms, uh, so... No, they give, they give stuff to big directors. I guess. But it's, I don't know, like, it feels like more they they seem more into like discovery necessarily than like um, victory lap winners. No, Lapide had been a bit so, around before synonyms, so Yeah, I would say Lapide is like a and like, you know, John Franco Rossi won a few years ago, Jafar Manahi won a few years ago, Ildiko and Yede had been around, uh Sure. 
the Taviano brothers one. Uh, Trophies going back to Germany. Now. They're real old. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. It's coming home. Separate. It's coming mm-hmm. home. God. <laughs> it's coming home. Great. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. So that's uh, that's Berlin. Berlin, a festival in Germany. Yep. Yeah. Uh, maybe. We don't know if it's happening anywhere. <laughs> Might be a festival sure. online. I mean, their offices are in Germany, presumably. Sure. <laughs> the servers, well? yeah. Their offices are presumably in their homes right now. Uh, yeah. But it, they're it, in Germany. Yeah, it would be crazy if they weren't in Germany, I think. <laughs> I feel like it's possible that some of them are working from not Germany. I guess, but, like, whatever. I, I mean, like, this Carlos is... Satran is... <laughs> With. Sure. This is a very silly hypothetical conversation yeah. about the administrative uh-huh. process of running the Berlin Film Festival. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's. Uh, I don't know. You want me to email the press office <laughs> and uh, ask where they're looking? Yeah. Ask yeah. them. Yeah. Appar- yeah. What, what, what? Apparently, yeah. this conversation is playing South by next year. Yeah. I mean, look. <laughs> Record. Them. Just put out the video of our Zoom call, like it's host or something. <laughs> um. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, Asako 1 and 2, which is a movie that I haven't seen in like two and a half years, but it's great. Yeah. Um, great, yeah. Uh, I, we didn't say it up see... top. We're going to talk about this movie for like 20 minutes or something. Um, yeah. The most recent uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi movie. Right. Who we mentioned is going to be in competition with his new movie. Yeah. Colin, go ahead. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's, uh, you know, really good, I think. Um, yeah. It's a really crazy movie. It, like, Emilio mentioned this in our group thread that it's, like, it something would happen and you would, like, check the runtime and, like, be shocked at how much time was left, uh, but in a way where it's, like, it could be over and, like, it, or it could just, like, keep going and it, like, would also make sense. Like, it's a really, like interestingly structured movie where like right so yeah i guess in terms of like the structure and the pacing it's not especially similar to happy hour which is his previous movie which is six hours long but it is a movie that it makes sense that a person who just made a six hour movie would now make sure, this yeah. movie i think i think sure. yeah i buy that um, and like he also he he's worked in different lanes because he's done like kind of mid-length features like i think he actually had like a 38 minute movie that uh came out the same year as happy hour he also has like a four and a half hour movie where like the first half of the movie is rehearsals for a theatrical performance and then the second half of the movie just is the performance which i would really like to see that sounds good um yeah. yeah, we should say um, what the premise of this movie yes. is. I feel like yeah, I thought, so, sure. I thought <laughs> somebody was gonna set it up. This woman Asako, um, and she meets a guy named Baku, and they start dating. There's like a bit of flirtation right. at like a museum, and then like he's got a friend that knows a friend of hers, and they all are like hanging out with each other. Right, they're like and young then, and like hanging out, like yeah, yeah, and then um. At one point, uh, he, like, goes somewhere and is like, I'm going to go get some bread, and is gone for, like, the night that they're all hanging out, and then she's, like, nervous that he left, and um, right. he comes back and he's like, I'll always be there for you, like, 
Uh, I'll always come back. Like he's a bit of like an aloof yeah. guy, and like while they're embracing, it's a great it's a great move. It's I wonderful. love this sort of shit. Uh, she's like, uh, you know, a couple months later, like I, he would leave and I wouldn't see him again, and then it's yeah. like title and drop. voiceover, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this yeah. is like it's really, like a really yeah, and it's like the first like twenty minutes of the movie yeah. or something. Yeah. Is this. It's like it's not like very sort of... long um, before the first like major time jump in the story. Um, um, and then we meet Ryohei, who is, like, uh, a guy, he works at, like, a sake company. Um, yeah. And, like, marketing. and Right. Um, He's, like, trying to branch out and, like, sell his sake internationally. Yeah. And uh, this is, uh, she was in Osaka at the beginning, and now they're in Tokyo. And he meets, uh, so she's, like, the coffee girl downstairs, like, near the building where he works. And she runs into him, and he looks exactly like Baku. Is played by the same actor. Um, mm-hmm. It's a really interesting thing because we—I mean—we talked about yourself and yours, which does uh, maybe like the extreme version of like pretending you're someone else and you look like someone. This she thinks it's uh, she's like confuses it for Baku, and then you realize that it's just like the same actor playing a different guy, um, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like a really interesting thing. Uh, and then, so he is sort of like beguiled by her because she's like Baku, Baku, and right? She like, like yeah, he's she like, do you mean like the type of animal? And uh, <laughs> she like sort of runs away from him and is avoiding him. And Isn't uh, the Baku, the uh, the like uh, thing from CryptoZoo, like the the cryptid that's like the uh, MacGuffin of the movie. It's like a tapir, is what they yeah. And uh, in, in this, it's like it like eats your dreams. Oh, I mean, look, this is beyond me. <laughs> I've not seen. <laughs> I believe it is a real animal. So it's a real animal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, maybe. Right. Because he uh, looks it up and he's like, "I don't look like that," and it's like a great bit. Um, yeah. Light googling says a baku is both things. It it is both a mythological okay. dream eating creature and a real and a Malaysian tapir. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, like. Uh, but the, he starts like interacting with her right. and like her new friends in Tokyo, who's this actress? Yeah, who's really she great. has like a roommate who's an actress, uh, like a theater actress who also like does a little bit of TV work. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, yeah, I guess the next big thing, right, is they have a dinner. They have um, like a dinner because he's like, I want to see her again, uh, and she's like, invite your like, inv- bring a friend for me so you can come hang out, like. And she'll make you like okay, you know, a boy. Yeah, the actress. Okay, yo, namaki. I think is how it's. I'm probably butchering it. Um, it's this famous dish, and uh, he like asks like a guy that he works with, and he's like, I hate that dish. Right. <laughs> and he's like, Come on, just come on. Yeah. Uh, and they go there, and like, there's a crazy scene. It's really good scene. I love this. They scene. watch a performance of the roommates, and the guy is like, right. I gotta go. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> the I don't guy feel the well. Yeah, and they're it's like, like a no, tape of her like doing Chekhov or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Did you not like the performance? If you didn't like it, say something." And he just like lays into her. Yeah, and and then everyone's like, "Whoa, dude, not cool!" And he's like, "No, yeah, I'm sorry." And uh, and then like they sort of make amends, and uh, then it's like, um, they they all start like hanging out more often. Right, um, mm-hmm. and they're like they're like rock climbing together, and then the actress uh, roommate, uh, she has um, that's Maya, right? That's her name. Yes, it is her name. I think so. Yeah. Um. So she is like got a performance upcoming, 
Uh, she's doing Ibsen. Isbin. I always get it mixed up. It's Ibsen. It's Ibsen. Ibsen. Yeah, there we Heinrich go. Ibsen. Yeah. Um, master Builder. <laughs> yeah, you we, got uh, it. And uh, so he's like, they're going to go see her do this performance. And uh, Asako's like, I can't see you anymore to Ryohei. Like, she's like, I don't want to, like, we can't be in each other's lives at all or whatever. Uh, right. So then he the, goes, the implication being that she's too weirded out about yeah, him being looking like exactly Baku. like Baku. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, so then they go to he goes to her performance and hoping to like, run into Asako. Yeah, but uh, they like switch nights that they were gonna go. Yeah. Uh, and then an earthquake happens. Yes. And it's yes. revealed to be the big 2011 earthquake in Japan, yes. which I was like, holy shit, <laughs> this is insane. Yes. Lost my mind at that moment. Um, yeah. And the way they do it is like crazy because like they fade the lights down for the performance. Right. And then it, the, everyone, you hear people are like, it's shaking, everything's shaking. And then you hear like glass breaking. Yeah. And like the lights come back on and everyone's scrambling. And he's like walking around and he picks up like a poster that fell over. Uh, and it the like I, on the poster it says the date that it's like you know March 2011 or whenever it is and I was like oh my god um, and then he is like walking the street and like sees Asako and they embrace and then it's like five years later right. An- another hard time jump um, yes uh, which is really killer yeah um, so then <laughs> I feel like I'm just talking yeah it's fine um, you're yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I, so when what, I, you're, you're getting us through the plot <laughs> we um, so then five years later they like are in a relationship they have a cat that rules um, the cat's great well I'll talk more about the cat yeah um, and they're just like um you know the friend is like dating the friend from the uh like the the people who are on the double date they're like a couple now and they're she's pregnant and uh the um Maya and or sorry Asako and Ryohei are like out at uh like a mall or something like a shopping center and she runs into the friend from the beginning of the movie <laughs> who she was friends with in uh Osaka and she's like, is that you, Asako? And, like, they are having a conversation. And then Ryohei comes over, and she, like, clocks that he looks exactly like Baku. And, yeah. uh, like, he's like, I got to go, like, get my wisdom teeth pulled or something like that. And uh, they're talking to each other, and she's like, I know what you're going to say, but, like, I, like I, I, I'm over it. Like, I know that he looks like him, but I do love him, like, uh, oh, because they're also, like, volunteering at this, like, Fisher uh like fishing village a lot uh, like on like once a month and uh that's like a great scene they do this really fun thing with like a pov shot of her looking around uh as everyone and then it's like revealed she's like holding a phone it's a really cool (laughs) trick um but then he uh they're like talking about baku and she's like had you not heard and she just like points and there's a billboard and you see Baku on it and he's like a famous model and actor and she was like yeah he was in an episode of a TV show uh, and all the girls loved him so much that he's just like an actor now um, and then uh, so she's like thinking about Baku a lot more and there's a scene where he like comes to the house and like knocks on the door and she like opens it and like shuts it immediately and is like sort of freaked out by it and then um they all go out to dinner to celebrate because Ryohei and Asako are engaged to be married. 
and they're at the celebration dinner for their engagement. <laughs> and uh, the guy, the friend, uh, uh, Ryohei's friend, goes to like pay for the meal. And Baku just walks up and sits down. And it's so insane. And he just like he's like, what's up? And he like puts his hand out to her. And he's like, let's go, basically. Uh, and she just grabs his hand and they walk off. And they just leave. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. I lost my damn mind. I was like, are you kidding me? Because she just grabs his hand. Like, they're at their engagement dinner. And she just grabs his hand and leaves. I was like, this is insane. Uh, and then uh, Ryohei's like, like flabbergasted. And everyone's like, don't go. And he like runs after her. And is like banging on the car door. And she's just like, drive. And they like peel off in this cab uh, and then they're like on the road and talking and she like uh, calls the friend Maya and is like uh, yeah I'm not gonna come back like tell Ryohei to like take the cat cause they like picked out a house cause they were moving to Osaka he's like tell her tell him to take the cat and she like throws her phone out the window <laughs> and then uh, like she like is with Baku more and then she like comes to like this realization that she does love Ryohei and like yeah. Baku d- isn't like what she wants and like because right. they like pulled off to the side of the road out of nowhere because he was like I was hungry and tired uh, and then she's like okay well like you go I'm just gonna go back and he just like peels out and leaves her and she walks back to uh, she walks to the fisher, uh, fishing village and gets like um, the the guy that they were like friendly with earlier to uh pay for her train ticket so she can go to Osaka. Um, and then <laughs> when they, when she gets there, she sees Baku and he's like, I don't want anything to do with you. I like got rid of the cat. Uh, it was like reminding me too much of you. He's like, I'm never going to like talk to you again or whatever. Just like icing her out. Um, so then she goes to uh, the friend of Baku's from the beginning. <laughs> she goes to his house, his, or his mother's house and he's had some accident. Oh, we didn't even talk about the motorcycle accident at the beginning. Um, but uh, it's, I guess it's fine. Um, the, uh, so he, like, he's had some accident, and he's, like, uh, you know, completely paralyzed, and she's just taking care of him. And she, like, has this... Uh, Does he not have ALS? I think they explained that. In oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I think they. Okay. She, she said, his mother said it at one point. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, but there's a great line uh, that I saw someone point out on Letterboxd, but I I was I clocked it as well, uh, where she's like, has this like sort of uh, like epiphany breakdown at his like bedside, uh, where he's like not able to talk at all, and uh, she's like, even at that time like this, I can only think of myself, which is just like such a crazy moment, um, and the mom of him is like. Uh, like telling her basically to like go out and try and like get uh Ryohei and she uh she like runs in it's like pouring rain out and she is running after him and there's this insane shot where you see uh the clouds like separating after it rains and like the sun is like following them as they run it's just an insane insane thing uh and then she like catches up to him finally and uh, he opens the like she's like knocking on his door and he like opens it and gives her the cat which is also insane and then she realizes like he didn't shut the door so he walk she walks in and like drops the cat off 
and goes upstairs and he's like drying himself off and he's he's just like I'm never gonna trust you again and like they're just sitting next to each other and then it ends yeah it's such a cool movie I liked it so much yeah it's great that's that's the that's movie. the yeah we yeah. gotta have Cullen summarize the movies more often no <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I can here's what I can contribute to the conversation which is that I saw this movie at TIFF. Uh, right. A, like, it had played. Where had it played before? It it had been in competition at Cannes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, in like a huge room in the Scotiabank Theater, uh, like a huge screen that uh, <laughs> was like pretty full, which was cool. Uh, but anyway, then there's a Q and A, and I believe I am the first person called on, and I just shove my foot so far up my mouth. <laughs> I don't even remember how I managed to ask two questions and how that went, but I do ask two questions. So the first question I ask, oh, so it's interesting that it's called Asaka when in two when, uh, like, the doubling is between Baku and Ryohei. Is there meant to be, like, implied that there's some sort of doubling going on with Asako? And he's just like, uh, maybe, but also I don't, didn't pick the American title and I don't really get it. And then the second question, I'm like, oh, that was a great cat. What's the cat up to? And they, like, the translator like, oh, no. talks to him for a really long time. And then the translator is just like, he doesn't understand the question. Yeah, and that's like Jesse Mad Libs of, like, Q&A at TIFF for, like, you know... Can, can like, competition title. Yeah, like, sort of obscure at TIFF, uh... Asking a question and like asking specifically about the cat <laughs> is like checking all the all the bingo boxes. Yeah. yeah, and to be clear, this is at the Scotiabank, so this is like a like almost three hundred seat like I almost yeah. IMAX there's a lot of people there. screen there. It's like big, like it's not the IMAX screen, but it's big. Mm-hmm. Wow, which is um, interesting. Yeah. So see a movie like this that big. I watched it on it my computer. Great. It's pretty good. Same. That's a, that's sort of what I gotta say about it. I like some aspects of it. I I think what uh, Colin was sort of like suggesting at the beginning, where it's like, it's weird pacing, where it's like, after like thirty minutes, the movie could have ended at any moment, yeah. and I would have been. I guess that was what the movie was. I guess that was what <laughs> yeah. it was saying, and then it or it could have gone yeah. like three hours more, and it could have just had like some other different conclusion, and it. Like to its credit, I think it would have been satisfying either way. I think it's like more interesting as like the slice of life thing, where it's like these relationships are explored, like in between every scene. I think the lead performances are very good. I forget the name of the guy. His name is uh, Masahiro Hagashide, who is the guy who plays Ryohei and Baku. I think he does a good job of like yeah portraying both characters, so you get the subtle, so you get you understand like the differences between those two guys that are both like subtle and in other ways like loud and very noticeable especially because like you you know they you think you'd think often that they would like give them a very different look but by the end they don't really it's like they, no, their it's hair like is, a haircut basically yeah, it's like a haircut but not like in a wild way it's like one of them has a slightly shorter haircut than the other one yeah. But you can clearly see what he's playing within both of those characters. The like 
weird bluster and like in and out confidence of Baku and then and then the like normal guy sort of puzzled by everything that's happening of uh Ryohei. And yeah, it's like a decent slice of life thing. I think what it's trying to do true and explain about like closure I found very moving and interesting of just like when you don't get to say goodbye to a person or you don't get to like yeah in something on like proper terms then you were always like capable of just like falling back into that hole whenever they show up again i think that's like an incredibly interesting turn that it takes i like that it's ending is like it's not like the happiest like every well everything worked out ending it like gives it enough space Mm -hmm. to be like well, maybe Ryohei will forgive her. Maybe not. They'll sort of learn to live through this as, like, many couples do. Like, there's, like, a very nice moment when he's talking to the mother of the guy who is paralyzed, who is, like, their old friend, where she tells this, yeah. like, very nice story about going to Tokyo, just have breakfast with this guy. And then, like, when she's leaving, she's like, oh, yeah, that wasn't my husband, by the way. When I sort of really like that suggestion of, like, we all make mistakes in relationships. So it's like, especially when it's long term, you sort of do one thing or do the other and you'll make mistakes. And like the important part is to just like be there for people and learn through that and just like hope you hope people can be forgiven and you can regain back trust because what is there to do? You're not going to be perfect in every moment. And I think it's like a very beautiful portrait of a sort of complicated relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, just like, just the sort of way they like manifest like the lapse in judgment like as the second he comes back basically I think is really uh, <laughs> interesting and I mean I truly like was yelling at my computer I was not ready for that at all um, I want to uh, yeah um, uh, Erica Carrada I, yeah I think she's like yeah. really really great at like playing yeah, yeah. almost like deceptively passive like throughout the beginning where she's mm-hmm. like so, uh, like, I don't know what the exact word to use would be, but she's just, like, so low-key, and, like, by the end, I'm just, like, like, this when she grabs his hand, I was, like, oh, wow, this is, like, insane, like, because it's, like, such a, I, I like, buy her so much as a person rather than, like, a character, and, like, that, uh, that moment, I was, like, oh, right, this is, like, she's, like, acting, like, this is a really like just deep in the bones performance, I think. Um. Yeah, I yeah I I mean I haven't really said that much of it. I really enjoyed the movie. I you know it's I do like I do always almost always admire a movie that like does like time jumps at weird intervals of like weird amounts and like is like this is these are the segments of the story that we're telling and and uh and we're gonna skip over skip over you know the this other stuff and and you'll get it um and especially like yeah and when those are placed in the movie uh i think is really is really well done um yeah and i mean yeah it's just like yeah it's just like a very interesting like premise and like thought experiment of like you know what 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 do you do when when you're uh like and you know the idea of like yeah is there always an imagined life of like the road you didn't take or the road that wasn't that was closed for you uh and what would it be like to 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 be given the opportunity to like to take that other road at any moment and uh yeah i think it's a yeah it's a really good movie it's it's worth checking out it's um 
it's streaming on Canopy. I don't know if we've mentioned if you're if you're a library Canopy person, uh-huh. uh, you can it's check on it out there. Too, isn't it? It might be. Um, so if if you have if you have yeah. video access from your library, you probably have access to this movie. Yeah. Um, it's on it's on topic. If you want to buy a subscription to it, every then yeah. Um, yeah, I just really liked it and uh, thought it was yeah it was is a surprisingly like engaging gripping sort of story that i wasn't necessarily expecting yeah and i can say quickly since we're talking about uh hamaguchi i have also seen happy hour which is the i guess it's only five hours and 17 minutes so not quite six hours uh which is uh that that movie is like i mean i really like asako one and two but like happy hour is like absolutely incredible uh yeah it's about these uh four women in like their 30s and like their relationships with each other but also their relationships with the men in their lives and like because it is so long what it can do is it can just be like all right they're just gonna like have a conversation for a half hour or they're gonna go to some seminar and we're just gonna see the seminar uh uh yeah i think that movie is really 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 great yeah he is a super exciting director that that movie premiered at Locarno and got uh kind of obviously it got a, a group best actress award for the four leads yeah and that movie is i think you can maybe still rent it on prime in different parts sure yeah, yeah, I believe it's it was. Like, uh, it was. It was in the United States. It is streamable um, on on Prime as the four different parts, like uh, with like four? a Prime subscription. It's, it's three. Three. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's weird because I think I think in France it was released as like a TV show that's five parts. It had a weird release because it's a movie of a weird length uh obviously but yeah it is it is streaming on prime in three parts yeah yeah, yeah. i need to watch it also, i mean i love this so yeah totally uh yeah um do we have anything else to say about this movie or any of these festivals no i will say the movie kind of gave me a little bit of um Almodovar vibes of like in the way that the storytelling proceeded, I'm I'm not sure if I, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I it was like yeah, I don't know. There was just like a couple of moments where I was like, this sort of reminds me of something, and that was the connection that I drew. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's worth definitely a movie worth checking out. I would say. Totally, he is a very exciting new voice. And yeah, if you're interested in any of his uh, like. Uh, I think one of his movies is going to be, I think Grasshopper's doing, like, through their, like, movie club thing, they're going to have one of his older movies, uh, I think his first feature on, uh, Projector.TV. And also, like, I don't know, if you want to watch one of his, uh, short films, uh, 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 DM me on Twitter and I'll track it down for you. It's uh, the depths is the one that's gonna be on the Projector Movie Club, which is a two-hour-long feature from 2010. So it's not his debut, which I think is from 2008. Uh, yeah, 
Do we have anything else to say? I can just wrap it up. Cool. Uh, yeah. You can... F- great. You can follow us on Twitter at Can I Kick It. You can follow us on Letterboxd at C-I-K-I Pod where we will have a log for this week because there's a singular movie that's very yeah. easy to log. Uh, um... You can follow me on either of those platforms uh, at JP Glick Weber. Weber has two Bs, and I would like to plug that unless in the next 22 hours the results of this poll make a drastic turn, we will not be starting a TikTok, as our listeners wow. see pretty clearly <laughs> against it. But... <laughs> Almost as against starting a, a TikTok as they are. They are pro Andy doing a little dance. Oh no! I well, folks, you're gonna have to keep wanting it because it's not gonna Uh-oh. happen anytime soon. Uh yeah, d- yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead, go ahead, Andy. No, that's I. I have said what I had to say. It's not gonna happen anytime soon. No, no, no. Your 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 Twitter and stuff. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> You're 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 turning over the plug the the plug section to me. I yeah. understand. Uh, my name's Andy. You can find me online at Andy T Germ uh, on Twitter and Letterbox, etc. 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 I'm gonna plug uh, in and of itself, uh, which I watched streaming on Hulu, uh, which did premiere uh, at one of the like one of the New Jersey festivals or something. Um, uh, I, which is a, a filmed version of a stage show. Uh, that was this is a magic show that was in New York. Right. Um, uh, Derek Delgadio he does like you know, card card tricks and, and and stuff like that. But then he sort of builds up to this like he he's using it for like a he like really has like themes that he wants to explore through his magic, which I think is like an interesting sort of spin on it. It's directed by Frank Oz, uh, who I do just sort of just generally appreciate that he's out there trying to make stuff. Uh, and I think it's worth checking out if you're into that. Uh, you know, I'm I'm always a big, like, when I'm watching Magic, I'm like, oh, I know how they did that or whatever. Like, I assume that I know what they're doing. There are definitely that a few. That is such an Andy <laughs> thing to say. Yes. My uh, But uh, for this one, there were uh, several things where I was, really was a real, how did they do that? Uh, head scratcher. Which is, uh, you know, it's always exciting to re- be reminded that uh, there's great mysteries in the world that maybe will never be answered. Colin! Uh, yeah. Are you gonna plug our coffee? I will! Yes! If you like what we're doing and want to throw us a few bucks, uh, feel free to donate to our coffee. ko-fi.com slash canni c-a-n-n-e-s-i uh, We are very appreciative of anything you want to give to us. It uh, helps us feel more confident and uh, get more ambitious with the show. And yeah. I've been laying a trap because I would like to ask how much our listeners have to donate for you to do a little dance. Oh Jesus! We okay. Uh, if we get, <laughs> we can. If we get twenty <laughs> individual donations in the next <laughs> month, I will do a little dance. All right. So that's a no. Um, I'm Clagley on everything. C L A T C H L E Y. And I'm gonna switch it up this week a little bit and plug the album. Ella Fitzgerald sings the Rogers and Hart songbook. Hey uh, there's a song on there called Manhattan. <laughs> Baby, you can't beat it. It's such a good song. Yeah. I can't stop listening to it. I'll uh, take Manhattan. Da, 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 da. 
Yeah, Annie knows. Amelia. The Rogers at Heart song. Come on. You can follow me on Letterbox at I Laugh Alone. You can follow me on Twitter at I'm Laugh Alone. Our theme song is by Tree Related. You can find them at SoundCloud.com slash Tree Related or search Tree Related on Spotify. My plug this week is finishing your schoolwork on time. Jesse, release the audience. <laughs> <laughs> the audience is released. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.